Welcome to the Good Shepherd and the Child podcast, where we explore the spirituality of the Christian child through the method of the Catechesis of the Good Shepherd. I'm your host, Carrie Mecki Lozano. Today, we have invited Sue Jett onto the podcast to begin a series that we are going to be doing for Lent this year on Father Dalmazio Mangillo. He was a good friend of Sofia Cavaletti's, a Dominican priest, and had a strong influence on our work, especially in our moral formation in the Catechesis of the Good Shepherd. I hope you enjoy. Sue, welcome to the Good Shepherd in the Child podcast. Thank you for the invitation, Carrie. I'm happy to be with you. So, Sue, you have been a catechist for the Catechesis of the Good Shepherd for in level one for over 20 years. Is that correct? Yes. Hard to believe. And, and you're trained in all four levels. Is that right? Well, I'm trained in levels one through three, and I'm currently uh, tr- only part one of the infant and toddler. I'll be completing that in March in Atlanta. Looking forward to that very soon. Yeah, that's coming up really fast. And you're also a formation leader for level one. Yes, that is correct. I do formation uh, typically in the summer uh, because I work throughout the school year at a Montessori school. Although I'm not a trained Montessorian, I do have the blessing of being with six to nine-year-old children um, various ways, mostly as a traditional reading teacher and assisting in a six to nine uh, classroom. That's nice. I bet that's helped you in your work with CGS as well being in that environment? It has. It's helped me to be, to observe uh, those natural manifestations that we read about in Dr. Montessori's work and that we see in the work of the catechesis as well. Right. And you were also part of the very first cohort from Aquinas Institute for the, the master's of arts and pastoral studies with an emphasis in catechesis of the Good Shepherd, <laughs> the the MAPS program. That's right. And uh, that really was, I think, um, due to uh, a lot of Father Mangello's uh, influence in the work, just helping me to find my rightful place and listening to the Good Shepherd and following his voice, which really led me to apply to that, to just be a better advocate for our children's needs uh, in the parish where I was serving. And it was a wonderful journey that led me to see really wasn't about what I needed to do. It was that God wanted me to be uh, in his love and closer with him. So it's been a wonderful journey. Mm, that's really awesome. That program is so neat. So part of that MAPS program, y'all studied the different influencers of our work in the Catechesis of the Good Shepherd. Is that correct? Yes. That was part of our spiritual formation. Yeah, that's so awesome. I'd really like to dive into um, Father Mangillo, like you were just speaking about, Father Dalmazio Mangillo, and just kind of sit at your feet and learn more about who he is and how he influenced our work in the Catechesis of the Good Shepherd. So who is he? 
<laughs> well, Father um, Mangello is a moral theologian. Um, he was a professor of theology at the Angelicum uh, in, at the Pontifical University of St. Thomas uh, Aquinas in Rome. And he gave courses there. He also gave many retreats and seminars throughout Eastern Asia and the Middle East mm-hmm. and the Americas, just really to try to help people uh, come into um, a, a deeper understanding of what was happening in moral theology um, at the time, you know, areas that didn't have access maybe to some uh, university lectures that he would go there himself uh, and provide lectures and, and retreats for folks in those areas. He also uh, was a great friend of Sophia's. Uh, she met him on her way home uh, one day. She was visiting her friends, and he gave her a ride home. She had seen him before, but really, you know, didn't have much conversation with him. He, but on the way home, it was she. She writes about that in the journals. That if you read through, you can read to come to know a little bit more about their personal relationship in that way. But she said that he gave her a ride home and it wasn't much to say along the ride home. And just as she was stepping out of the car, he, he asked her, what are we do? What have we done to Christianity that we've made it into a lot of roles, but Christianity is to enjoy a person. And so mm-hmm. she said uh, from that moment that that was that insight that he had really stirred her heart to know him as a person worth knowing more uh, and listening to that, you know, he must have many treasures within him. And so she took many of his courses at the Angelicum. And uh, another thing that she said about him was that she took one course a week, uh, which was two hours in length, but the content that he gave was nourishment that would last the entire week. And I think that's really that content from those courses and lectures, as well as her personal friendship with him, is really influences the whole orientation of the Catechesis of the Good Shepherd. Hmm. It's neat. I love learning about the different influencers and seeing their imprint on the different works that we do. And it's neat to see that Mangilo was such a great friend of hers that definitely influenced, especially the moral formation within our work of the Catechesis of the Good Shepherd. Yeah. And, you know, I think uh, he really helped Sophia to understand some of those, you know, Dr. Montessori calls them natural manifestations, right? That that she was witnessing alongside the children in the atrium. And she says particularly the importance of celebration and catechesis. And so what we see, he really helped her to understand uh, why that was so, you know, the truth behind that. And she says also that, let me read from her words, I believe that what Father Mangello clarified for me can be called a Copernican revolution in moral theology. And that's really what we see in the catechesis, uh, that foundation of uh, morality being grounded at the first level, right? That level mm. of love and before... Right. We ask what it is we should do. Uh, we should know for whom it is uh, right. we do it. 
it's all based on relationship. Mm-hmm. Right. And so that is the beauty and really um, the significance of starting religious formation at a younger age when the children are in that natural plane of development for relationship and to enjoy. You know, Sophia talks about that the children in that second plane in which we typically start religious education, they're already in that plane for moral development. And just really the catechesis of the Good Shepherd really putting things in right order, right? That whole, you know, Thomistic thought of right the right order of things, and that really was the essence of Father Mangillo's work as well, being grounded in um, Thomistic thought and theory as a moral theologian, but the way that he was able to articulate it, Sophia said, in a very cohesive and simplistic way, she knew that it had to be shared with children. And so looking at it in that way, really structuring uh, the catechesis in that way is really his deep influence in her life. Well, I really appreciate that from him because that's one of my favorite things about our work in the catechesis of the Good Shepherd is that One of the main reasons we start so young is because they are in that sensitive period for relationship. And that is the foundation in which everything else is built upon. Like you said, like whenever a child were to come in, maybe kindergarten, first, second grade, and that's their first experience of religious education, they are in a sensitive period now for right and wrong. So their experience doesn't have that deeper foundation of relationship of love that you would find when they start even younger. And I so appreciate that about our work, that that, that our, our foundation is first in love, in relationship. So thank you, Father Mangilo. I really appreciate that. <laughs> and children can really enjoy, right? Enjoy that relationship before the age of six uh, yeah. when they are preoccupied with those moral questions, right? They, they really right. Uh, prevail over that age of reasoning mind. Mm-hmm. Right. And like you said before, that he also gave us, they need to be celebrated. Relationships need to be celebrated. And the child knows this. The child, especially the young child, the, the, the child in the first plane from zero to six years, they want to celebrate and enjoy the relationship. They don't need to do anything beyond that. They don't need to analyze it. They don't need to right and wrong it. The zero to six-year-old is totally fine just sitting in enjoyment and in celebration. Right. It's such a great example to us. And that it really is, I think, what Father Mangello helped Sophia to understand. I mean, she certainly saw that and witnessed that joy in the children, but really understanding the importance of catechesis being celebration. And mm-hmm. she says, uh, you know, that he uh, had a way to express these most profound things and um, just simple words and examples. And she said, with that one word, celebration, that catechesis is to be celebration. He, he explained to her that particular uh, characteristic of the children. Um, and mm. they're so at ease. And that really is these little creatures of joy. Mm. Is that from one of the articles that you're reading that from? 
Yes, it is from Christianity to Enjoy a Person in the 2006 journal. Sophia was writing this uh, in the 2006 journal about him after he died in 2005. Hmm. We can put a link in our show notes so that people can read that article directly. That's really yeah. awesome. Beautiful. What other ways did Father Mangilo influence our work in catechesis? You know, some of his work is directly uh, in the materials that we use with the older child, uh, particularly the work uh, with the maxims and the cosmic unity. Uh, you know, being, a, again, influenced himself as a moral theologian by uh, St. Thomas Aquinas, really this whole understanding of, you know, order um, and harmony with the order and reasoning with the world. And so when we see the booklets, right, the actual booklets for the work with the children, looking at that cosmic plan for harmony, but I think helping children to see that right? Uh, using Sophia's and Jana's genius at making that material for the children. But really, she says in her own words that we can see his direct imprint in the materials for the virtues uh, and the maxims in cosmic unity. Mm. So, there's another uh, beautiful meditation uh, that he's written in the a journal uh, that's the 2004 journal on history and prayer, where Father Mangillo uh, speaks about history as the place for the encounter with God. And looking at that in the timelines that we have uh, in the Catechesis of the Good Shepherd, we really see that overall orientation of uh, that was influenced by Father Mangello, but most particularly in the materials themselves, um, the whole orientation focusing on, um, I guess, a big picture for the child, this unfolding uh, from the level one child, right? First enjoying uh, the gift uh, of being in relationship and celebrating and encountering God. And then um, as the child comes to know those parables, right, about the kingdom of God and its beauty, what is it like, this, this beauty and falling in love with the kingdom of God. And then as the child grows into the second stage, uh, that whole foundation of morality being grounded in love and seeing this kingdom of God in such beauty and the love of the good shepherd and God, like their whole being infused with that. And then moving into the second plane, where they then start looking at that unfolding plan of the kingdom, uh, you know, the, this whole new developmental plane where they have these new capacities uh, and, and sensitivities uh, where they're interested in time and orienting themselves into this big picture. So when they move into the second plane, then um, they come already with that um, enjoyment and that being in love with the kingdom of God. Mm -hmm. uh, so then they can look 
now uh, at this vastness and unity of the plan and all of these gifts uh, that have been shared with them where they are right now in this moment of time. And so they see all of that and it's out of that experience that they then can look at how do they contribute to the plan. And so these moral parables then are offered at that time as a way to live out right? Uh, A full life. Uh, Many of the questions that are asked to the level two child are basically just Jesus is always giving of himself and giving us these ways to more fully enjoy life with him in the kingdom. And so coming to that, what do we do? How do we respond is grounded in this love. And then as they continue to grow in that love and that understanding of looking at and finding their writing their blank page, then when they enter into uh, the third plane, they're really looking at that on a personal level, like for themselves. So thinking about this cosmic plan, you know, of harmony among all things. And so that really is his work. When we look at those booklets that we see, um, you know, we co- we're connecting this history um, in prayer to really being able to tune ourselves into this plan, right? The, the maxims help us to find our place in it, and then we're, how we're able to contribute uh, to the order, to the peace and harmony of the universe by looking at the maxims and the virtues um, as part of the gifts we were given to live life more fully in the kingdom with our good shepherd. Yeah, it's really amazing to see this beautiful connection between, you know, we have Jana who understands the child so deeply, who showed Sophia, who understands theology so deeply. But then now we have Mangilo who understands morality and moral formation so beautifully and how it took that kind of combination of all of that to manifest into what we now experience as we move with the children through the different levels, like what you were just saying of meeting their needs, the face of God, the face of morality that each of them are sensitive to at the each different stages of development. It's just really beautiful to see how each of their gifts were just kind of pushed together and Mm -hmm. utilized in this way. It's just, it's neat to see how it all came together and what we get to experience with the children now. It is a great gift, Carrie. Thinking about just, um, I know you've done podcasts on anthropological catechesis, you know, of CGS, but just how it's both attentive to natural law, uh, as well as in their human development, but that natural law was created by God. And, you know, I think about when I was a a child and going to CCD, you know, those of us that were educated through the Baltimore Catechism, we know why were we created, right? Right. You can regurgitate that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But we really do see that in the catechesis naturally. How are how do they come to know him and to love him? And then the serving comes, you know, after that 
again, it, the significance of CGS to to follow the child and to not try to put the emphasis on our actions before we've allowed children to enjoy the encounter, uh, because mm-hmm. it's from that encounter that they will more fully enjoy the action and doing it from a place of love and a place of growing in harmony with the world. You know, um, you see a lot of uh, Father Mangillo's influence and, you know, the Thomistic thought of, again, this whole universal harmony in that material for those that are not level three catechists. We actually say, right, that there's a different, that all of these things exist in harmony. You know, all of these works of creation have a job to do and they do that. But there's a difference in the way the sun and the wild flowers contribute to cosmic harmony and the way that we do. And so just that we know that that that's our purpose of God's intelligence of love, that we can contribute by living a life as much as possible that resembles this intelligence of love. And we do that by following the guidance of the maxims most particularly. And so those really become a gift for the child to fulfill and really find their rightful place and enjoy this life in the kingdom, in the now right? Why we're awaiting the not yet and the coming of the fullness. Right. I hear so much of that gift and response that we talk about throughout all of Catechesis of the Good Shepherd, but here we're specifically applying it to relationship and morality. But first, the receiving and the enjoyment of the gift, and then only after that can you have a true heartfelt response it's just such a gift that Mangelo gave us to be able to apply that to morality when, like you said, most of us, yeah, we just regurgitate information or, you know, memorize the Ten Commandments or Act of Contrition or all of those things. Like that's what morality meant to us, right and wrong. But um, what Mangelo gifted us was it's about relationship. Like he, what he said to Sophia that day in the car, he said that Christianity is to enjoy a person. Moral formation is to enjoy a person. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful for that angle, for that different perspective of looking at all of this. Sue, is there anything else about Mangilo that you would like to lift up before we finish today? I think I would just share Father Mangelo's thought on catechesis as celebration. In his view, he tells us that catechesis is to learn to live in the family of God to grow together in the sharing of the same life and in the vital recognition of the love in which each of us is loved. Hmm. So I I would just say thank you to Father Mangelo for that. And come Holy Spirit, as the church continues to see and recognize that deep longing um, that we all have to respond to God's plan for each one of us. But how this work uh, with all of those that have influenced the work and shared this gift with us, that we might uh, share it in parishes and communities so that this gift can be given on a broader scale and seeing and recognizing the child as the builder of the man and becoming that in the world and the building of the kingdom. Right. 
I also would like to echo your thank you to Father Mangilo for influencing and giving us this beautiful foundation for a different way of looking at morality. And thank you, Sue. Thank you so much for spending some time with us today to just kind of sit with this really great man and ponder his his beautiful gifts that he has given us. Thank you so much. Thank you, Carrie. It really has been a gift to me to revisit Father Mangello's work and really offer up uh, the suffering that I have that more children in the world and in my community do not yet have exposure to the catechesis of the Good Shepherd. Amen. Thank you all for listening to this week's episode of the Good Shepherd and the Child podcast. I really hope you enjoy this series that we are doing on Father Del Mazio Mangilo. In our show notes, you can find all the different writings that he has contributed to our work throughout the years in our journals. So if you already have the journals, maybe you have the books that are the compilations of multiple journals, you can check out our show notes to know where to look for more of his writings. I think it would be a great addition to your Lenten journey. I also have some of his journal articles are available free online. The one that I particularly encourage you to read for today, it's called Christianity to Enjoy a Person from the 2006 journal. And it is about Father Mangilo. Some other great resources, you can get the book A Year with Sophia Cavaletti by Ann Garrido. There's the whole chapter on Father Mangilo. You can also check out the book Essential Realities where there is a, a chapter in there by him as well. Don't forget that you can submit a podcast listener question. If you have a question about catechesis of the Good Shepherd, check out the link in our show notes to how to submit a question. We also have the third edition of The Religious Potential of the Child available on Audible now. So if you need help accessing that, I have a link about that in our show notes. There are a few past podcast episodes that I have linked in our show notes as well about other people who have contributed to our work, such as Betty Hisong, Zoli Gardini, Adela Costagnocchi, who you might be interested in learning more about and how their stories have woven into the story of the Catechesis of the Good Shepherd. So you could check out those links in our show notes if you are interested in listening to those episodes. This podcast is sponsored by the United States Association of the Catechesis of the Good Shepherd. We would like to thank all our contributing members because you are making this podcast possible. If you would like to know more about the Catechesis of the Good Shepherd, or if you would like to become a member, please go to cgsusa.org. Thank you all for listening. We will see you in two weeks. Go and fall more deeply in love with God.